is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone Live. From Jimmy's Flowers here in Layton, 2840 North Hill Field Road. Super easy to get to. You just jump off the Hill Field uh, exit and then drive, I guess, what would be, well, toward the Air Force Base. It'd be kind of a little east by northeast or something along those lines. But, Gordon, it's so easy to find. Uh, you've even managed to find it year after year. I have. <laughs> Yes, I have I've found it. You know, you know a funny thing, uh, Gordon. You you now are uh, you have a, a phone that could run the world that uh, you know is is uh, is incredibly powerful. You go top of the line and you use it uh, to help you locate places. But I'm old enough to remember and have hosted a show with you at a, a time when the GPS wasn't such a big deal, and I had to guide you into every remote. Uh, yeah, you kind of did. Do you, you know, remember I'll, those I'll days? To that. Yes, I do or, remember those days. Somebody but, used to print you off a direction sheet, if I remember right. What? <laughs> Come on, I need that. Most no, you did, because I remember this. I just This remember, is an old producer that did it. <laughs> I just remember going to remotes and being like, okay, that's a good landmark for Gordon right there. I'll tell him, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll remember that so I can I can steer him in. I remember he, one time I was on my way to a remote uh, with you, and uh, I, I, I used my sophisticated phone device, and it was supposed to take me to the location, and it was only off by about a mile and a half. It it had me out in the in the in the woods somewhere. It wasn't quite as bad as the limo that time when he was supposed to go to Tooele and he ended up in in where Winnemucca or something Dell Dell yeah. Utah yeah that's where he ended up but there was no GPS involved in that that was all no, I know, right there I know. Yeah. but in my case it was actually taking me to the wrong place I know but are are you sure that's because you were operating it correctly yes I did operate it correctly it was the mapping thing that was so screwed up so who made the mistake some genius computer programmer or I think it Gordon. was. I think it was the the mapping device. I, 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 yeah, it was off. It was. I, off. I know. I know. But again, who who's who am I going to trust here? You or or the guy who's <laughs> who's making a very very nice living programming that map? Because I might go with the. I think I'm going to go with the programmer here. No, Jake. What I did was I learned that uh, to put it to type it in twice to make sure. And uh, did and you so I, did I you remember the, that all these years later? I haven't. I haven't uh, had the problem since. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, it, Johnny Lightfoot has actually told me he had to guide you into a, a remote uh, at Jimmy's in Bountiful just last year. Uh yeah, he did come to think of it. He, he did. <laughs> he did. Gordon. But I bless, think it was your, bless your heart, man. No. You never change. No, I think it was my phone was uh, was uh, the the battery was it dead died. or something. Yeah, so I was I, I I had to I had to do it the old fashioned way. The old fashioned way. What? Call Johnny on his cell. 
Well, yeah, but the thing was that I was right there next to the intersection, but I didn't know where the parking was. Actually, I didn't know where the store was either. <laughs> but wait, so if your phone died, how were you talking to Johnny? Well, that's an even better point. I, Lloyd, you Hold evil on, genius. You scared- Johnny, <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> Johnny! I were you yelling a- out the window? Well, no, what happened was that I, I figured out that I could plug it back in through my cigarette lighter, you know. So that's how I got You figured out Johnny. you could plug your phone in? Oh. <laughs> well, then why didn't you fire back oh. up the GPS? You just called Johnny. Oh, just because I knew Johnny was there. And I oh, trusted you, Johnny. you were doing it for Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I figured Johnny could tell me where to park. Uh, Johnny's here sitting next to you. Turn that on, Johnny. Did it it benefit your life for Gordon to make that phone call to you? 100%. Uh, You're a better person today? I am the person I am today because of it. I will say this. Johnny was out on the street. He was like waving in like an airplane or something. He he was very efficient. I knew better. Uh, That's not the only time he's had to do that either. Remember when you had to, Johnny, stake out a, a spot in front of the we were there. We were at uh, it was Temple Square. You remember mm-hmm. where for I the do. genealogy? Yes, the genealogy. Yes. Yeah, where you had to basically. Like, I stood in the street holding a, uh, <laughs> holding a spot for him. For Gordon. Yeah. Yes. Waving, yeah. waving others by. Yeah, no, no, this place <laughs> is taken. God forbid he it's, use it's, legs. It's reserved. <laughs> it's reserved for Monson. No, not that Monson. Gordon Monson. <laughs> oh brother yeah oh, that, happened. That, ha- that did happen too uh, that, that did happen you know that think about it i used to uh, you know i used to navigate all the streets of los angeles and without a problem i used what they call a thomas guide i don't know if they even exist anymore uh but uh you had to it was like a, a it was like a book full of maps and you could flip to the page you needed to navigate. And I used to, I managed just fine. I don't know what happened to me here. Well, I don't believe you were just fine by any stretch of the imagination. But once again, something that you say that nobody else can confirm. <laughs> well, how else, how else would I get around? I don't know how you get around now. Oh, what are you talking about? You're overcooking this stuff. No, you're okay. So my, my very own brother is like this. All right. My, my, it's just some people are not directionally oriented. Okay, my my own brother, uh, when he got his his driver's license, uh, when he was you know sixteen, seventeen, or whatever, he's been living in Salt Lake most of his life. He would get lost like blocks from our house. Be like, I I don't know where I am. You know, he's he's been he had been skiing snowbird his entire life, and when he was like. You know, granted, he was probably 13, 14, but it'd be like, okay, we'll we'll meet you over on Gad 2. And he'd be like, wait, how do I get to Gad 2? And it's like, how how have you been skiing here your whole life and you get lost on this mountain? It's just people, uh, just some people aren't blessed with, with great direction. I am sometimes, just not all the time. Every once in a while I need a little bit of help. But see, my wife is like a freaking homing pigeon. Right, so it, 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 it dulls your skills, though. Do you see this? It is probably what it, does. It, yeah, and and I could her. tell you so many examples of this from my own life where my, my wife is, is uh, good at something, and so I, you know, she spearheads the whole thing, and I just kind of follow along, and it, it really dulls my skills. You know what I mean? You know what it does to you? You start daydreaming. You know, you start thinking about other things, 
And then you get even worse at it because now you're not even concentrating on the matter at hand. You're completely in a different place. Now, this is not true with me when it comes to manual labor, however. You know, with with technology, it's certainly I'm really bad with technology because my wife is really good and she can just do it for me. But I would Mm -hmm. never let her haul hundreds of pounds of mulch up into the backyard. Well, first of all, (laughs) well, Lloyd does it. Lloyd does not. He would never do that to Jessica. Are you kidding? He doesn't. Lloyd did that. No, Lloyd makes Jessica cut his toenails. That's the weirdest thing Lloyd does. (laughs) Yes, this is true. (laughs) Look, I'm not as flexible as I once was. I can't even reach the toes anymore. Oh, all right. Well, not even when you're sitting down. No. No, Plus, I, I, I don't was, like I don't like feet either. So I thought it was you're disgusted with feet. Yeah, I am. I am. Though I, I, I like I said I can't I can't reach them all that great anymore. Anyways, but I don't like feet, so I'd rather her deal with it. And you know what? You know what? Lloyd's biggest play on Jessica, the one that I can't believe she lets him get away with. This this definitely sounds like something you'd come up with, Gordon. Jessica does the dishes every night in the Cole household because Lloyd claims that wet food grosses him out. It does. This is a fact. So, I, by the way, I've gotten better at this convenient? lately. I've, I've gotten better. I've, I've tried to be more helpful with this. But it does, food, wet food, it, 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 dis, it is so disgusting. It makes me gag. What if the food is dry? I don't think it's going to be dry in there, Gordon. I've never yeah. tried washing dishes with no wait water. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, that is a take from somebody who doesn't wash dishes right there. No, I do wash dishes. That's what what if, if the dry? food is dry? I, 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 I don't think you do. All the time. What are you saying yeah, about what, what are you, what are you well, saying about your wife's cooking, by the way? Oh, this, is what, <laughs> this is what I mean by that. Some, some food just. Are you, you saying sweat. Lisa cooks dry food? No, no. I'm saying that some food just, you can just. Flip it off your plate, the leftovers, and then just drop it in the dishwasher. You know, I, I do so if you're wa- eating anything but potato chips for dinner, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to encounter some wet food. No, no, I do. I understand. I, I do. I do the dishes quite a bit. Shame and, on uh, both of you. Shame on Lloyd for such a crappy excuse. And Gordon, shame on you for asking such a revealing question. No, I, I do the dishes quite a bit. Not not all the time, but a lot of time. And, uh, and I'm able to handle that. But I do not. It's not like my wife is hauling bags of mulch around the yard. <laughs> that Stop happened. It. That it happened. happened. It happened like once, you know. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it happened one time. where and I, and I went out to help, but she did most of it. <laughs> You went, to, you went out to help, and all the mulch was already in the backyard. No, it you wasn't. spread it no, around a little bit. No, it wasn't. She had I, already done the, no, the hard work. No, I went out and hauled some of it, too, but she had done, not, she had done a lot this, of it. Now the my story wife, my, I don't know. My wife is, is hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. There aren't enough flowers in Jimmy's to, 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 uh, to get you out of the hole that you're about to start going down. I think I'm just, already in it. Just stop. But, uh, just stop dude. right now. She, oh. I mean, she, let me say it this way. My wife is very capable, very no. capable woman. Hey, Lloyd, <laughs> would you mind just pull, pulling that, that Hardy line for me? That'd be that'd be terrific. If you could just make sure that that gets plucked out and put into the system. But no, no, you know, Lisa, she, she works out every day. She's very fit, very strong. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been as a compliment. It didn't sound like one. <laughs> but it is amazing how that story well, changes over no, the well, years. You know, well, like, oh, you, I helped. No, you didn't. The story <laughs> no, was I did. I you did. were you were pretending to write a column while she did the hard part. <laughs> and then you went out at the end and said, oh, can I help you spread that? No, no, yes. I did. Haul, I yes. hauled some bags too. She just did more than I did. But then once I, the part I hauled, then I, you know, I spread it around in the garden and did, you know, did tried to help out. Because if I remember that scenario correctly, uh, you, that whole conversation started out as you. I helped in the yard. I helped spread some mulch, and then we had to ask how the mulch got back there, and you said <laughs> Lisa did it. <laughs> She did some of it. I did some of it, too. You would have mentioned yeah. that when this story first came up, if that were, I in did fact, mention true. It. You weren't listening. You said I... you were working. You said I was writing my column. That's how this all happened. No, I know. And I was looking out the window at her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, I better get out there. All right. Out. Let's talk about the Jazz. Let's do something productive uh, here, Gordon. Okay. They are They are in first place. They've won 16 out of their last 17. Uh, They're a game ahead of the Lakers. Uh, They have the best record, as I mentioned, in the league. Uh, By the way, the best record in the Eastern Conference is 18 and 7 with the Sixers, and uh, the Bucks are 16 and 8. Two teams the Jazz will see uh, coming up here shortly. But Gordon, the most I the most or the most common thing I see amongst Jazz fans online and and people talking to me is whether it's okay to believe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Am I am I phrasing that correctly? You get what I'm laying yeah, down. It, is it okay to buy so, it? It's been so long since the Jazz have really been in contention. This is it's been years, and so yeah, I think that's totally understandable to wonder about that a little bit. And I, I think today the truth of the Jazz players do wonder about it themselves, and they're trying to break through uh, a ceiling here. And so, yeah, I, th- I totally understand jazz fans being a little careful about what they think because this is all new. And, yeah, I think that's wise. It's wise. So, so Gordon, this may surprise you a little bit, but I, I pride myself on being good at uh, picking out flaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whether it's uh, yeah. people's flaws or your flaws or yeah, that's you know, really team's shocking, flaws. But, you know, uh, it's, okay. it's, it's, right, it's right up my alley. Yeah, but it's kind of, yeah. Previous versions of the Jazz, the flaws were pretty identifiable, right? Go back a couple of years ago when it was shooting. Um, you know, you go back to the D. Will Carlos Boozer era; they were too small. They weren't. They weren't big enough. Um, you, you know, you can even go back to to John and Carl and and make a variety of criticisms. I don't know if the flaw in that team was quite so obvious. You know, <clears throat> at sometimes it was a, a center, at sometimes it was depth. Um, being clutch was another thing that they lacked at times uh, right up until the end. But I, I think you get what I'm saying, that sometimes it's it's easy to point out a team's flaw. And yeah. with this Jazz team, the, the flaw I thought coming into the season isn't really playing out that way. I thought the flaw was going to be defensive, and I thought it was going to be on-ball defense. And that has not been... Oh, I mean, they've got a top five defense in the league. It's not like that's been really a flaw at all, right? I mean, at times we can point out to certain nights, you know, it was against Kyrie Irving uh, there in that it was first against, quarter. Remember, against it was against Brooklyn. Phoenix in that loss at home. Right. I mean, so it's it's mm-hmm. not like they've been the perfect team. But it's I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what the flaw is with this team. And if I, if I give somebody an advice, can you believe or not, I would say, where's this team's flaw and how big is it? 
Well, it depends on what measure are we using here. Because if we're talking about championship level, then Donovan Mitchell has to continue to emerge as a superstar. And the other guys have to be a strong supporting cast. And they have to do their jobs really, really well. And they not only that, but they have to do it against top-level competition. And so those are things that we're not convinced of yet, but they're well on their way. Like when I watched Donovan Mitchell last night, I was going, there's a star. The Jazz have a star. And he's acting like one. He's talking like one. He's playing like one. He's sharing the ball like one. He has court awareness like one. And he has aggression like one. He's got all that stuff going right now. That was obvious last night. And last night wasn't the only time. This is this is an emerging star, top so, star so player. How would you translate that into a worry about a flaw then? You're, you're worried they're not talented enough? I, I, well, no. I was t- talking about what we were looking at previously. We hadn't seen this. Sure, we saw him in the bubble when he had the 50-point games, and that was. But but now we're seeing real, honest, authentic, genuine leadership out of Donovan Mitchell. And any team that wants to contend for a title has to have that. If you don't have that, you're done. You just you can't get by without it. But then you look at. Let's look at the potential problems. You look at the bench. Well, the way Jordan Clarkson's been playing. I mean, he is exactly what a bench needs, or a big component of it, big part of it. And he's doing that. You want to look at rebounding. Well, the Jazz seem to have solved that problem. You want to look at, uh, uh, like you talked about, shooting. A couple of years ago, remember, the Jazz just don't have enough firepower. Well, now they've got options all around the floor. And there are times when everybody goes cold at once, and we have seen that. But... I don't think that's the way to bet on the norm. You mentioned the defense. Well, the defense is there. Even earlier in this season, do you remember we were talking about perimeter defense because there were times when the Jazz really struggled? I mean, Kyrie Irving took the Jazz apart back in Brooklyn. But that happens to all teams. It happens to the Lakers. It happens One thing or another, there's a little bit of slippage. And I think the Jazz are fully aware of this, and they're trying to plug all those gaps get it so that they, they they have everything in place to be authentic. And that, that's this this doesn't happen very often where you see a team rise above what what its norm is. This is kind of rare in the NBA. And it's happening with the Jazz. And that's why I think Jazz fans, if you're not convinced that this is for real, at least enjoy the ride. Because this is something different. This Jazz team this year is different than the Jazz team a year ago. And there might have been some hints along the way of progress being made. Mike Conley, bit by bit, feeling more comfortable. You know, Bogdanovich and the role he played, and then he was absent in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell has been a constant evolution, and he's continuing to do that. Rudy Gobert has been an an evolution in some ways, especially with the way the Jazz are finding him and utilizing him. So the teams now, they, they, they come out to crowd the three-point shot because the Jazz stress that. And what happens? There's Rudy Gobert, and they're waiting for a pass so he can dunk on somebody's head. We wondered about whether Rudy was capable of doing that. Remember, you brought it up on numerous occasions, Jake. Can Rudy Gobert score when there's a defender between him and the basket? He's not a low-post, post-up kind of guy. I get that. But he is moving around guys and dunking. 
And that's so, – so they're covering a lot of ground right now. And I want to get back to the aggression because that's hugely important. Last night when Donovan Mitchell, the game is tightened up, and Donovan Mitchell uh, gets a rebound and is flying down the floor full speed, and the Jazz end up with a three-pointer. I mean, that, that, that hasn't always been the case. This is something different. Jazz fans should embrace this. And I don't know whether how it's all going to play out. I mean, that's that's part of the guessing game of the ride. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. Anyway, that there's a lot there's a lot for jazz fans to be excited about right now. And whether it all pans out in the end, I I don't know how it's going to turn out. But it, it, this team's on a ride right now. We're live at Jimmy's Flowers. Uh, we're at their Leighton location, 2840 North Hillfield Road in Leighton. They have. Two other locations, one in Ogden, 2735 Washington Boulevard, and, of course, in Bountiful, 470 South Main Street. And you can also, uh, Main Street, you can also order online, jimmysflowers.com. <clears throat> now, uh, Nate joins us once again. And, uh, Johnny, turn, turn your microphone on there, too. Johnny Lightfoot, our on-site engineer. Uh, we have some delicious chocolates <laughs> in front of us. And uh, oh I thought gosh. all three of us should sample uh, a chocolate and really describe just what we're tasting here so uh i'm gonna steal the uh, let's see here cherry cheesecake truffle johnny Ooh. Ooh, i am going to go with the peanut butter pretzel truffle all right and uh and nate what are you doing let's see i'll do the fudge love truffle Ooh. all right here we go let's see <laughs> i hope oh. you guys are enjoying mm-hmm. this I mean, this is yeah. good well, the one mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> You're really missing out, Gordon. Cherry cheesecake <laughs> and a truffle chocolate. <laughs> Not oh, kidding. Man. This You're is as, as advertised. One of the best chocolates I've ever had right now. Wow. Well, uh, I'm glad you enjoy it I so just much. Melt, <laughs> I just melts in the mouth. Oh, any any significant other, Nate, would be happy to get that. Oh, yeah, Anyone. for sure. Yeah, oh. th- those have been super popular for us the past, well, ever since – COVID started, we've been selling to tons of them. And the thing is, too, they're, they're really big, too. So you eat a whole one, and you're almost, like, full. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, Nate, so, yeah. Nate, can, can I stop here for a second? Uh, have I mentioned, Jake, how much I hate your guts? Have I, I mentioned that? Or is, I just <laughs> want to make Why? I didn't do anything. They, You know, they wanted us to, to sample the truffles. That's all. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, I better go. I better run on up there and get I, some. I know that you do like chocolate, so Gordon. I'm sorry. Did we were we uh, a little overt with how much we were enjoying that? Now, if it was cheese, <laughs> might have a problem. Yeah, if it was <laughs> cheese, we'd, we'd be in real trouble. <laughs> no, it sounds to me like your loved one would uh, love a little bit of that chocolate right there. Yeah, no doubt. And and you know, flowers, of course, are your specialty, and you should have the flowers be the staple of the gift but honestly there's there's a lot of options if you want to supplement up here at jimmy's yeah we uh on our website as well we've we've added a lot of things um that you can add on to your order so we do sell these chocolates online at jimmysflowers.com you can put them as an add-on we do a, a four piece um eight piece and i think a 12 piece um and we also do like candles and, and stuff like that too so yeah and I love it, jimmysflowers.com. Uh, of course, uh, you guys would love to see our listeners' faces at uh, any of the locations, but I love it that you guys have really uh, done a nice job taking care of folks in this kind of wild world and uh, in the online fashion, making sure everybody has a nice Valentine's Day. Yeah, we try and uh, we try and update our site pretty frequently and make sure we got options on there for everybody so everyone can feel like there's something on there for them. 
And, of course, the staff here taking care of everybody is great. Uh, you know, we use the word talent a lot in sports, but I know you guys are really proud of your talented staff. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We have a, a guy who trains all of our designers, and it's uh, it's like a three-week process. So it's it's pretty intense, but it's, you know, we, we take pride in what we do, so we want to make sure that our designers are, are taking that pride as well. So. Now, what about you? Like, Valentine's Day is a stress for everybody, but for you, is it just a layup? Because you're like, oh, I've got it taken care of. No problem. <laughs> um, I mean, yes and no. It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, I, I want to make sure there's enough stuff here for everybody else. You know, my, everyone always tells my wife, you know, oh, you're married to somebody who works at a flower shop. You must get flowers all the time, but I, I could do better than that. Yeah, you're kind of set <laughs> up for failure do, there, aren't you? Yeah. You're a little bit, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, high expectations, but I try my best every year, so, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, for our listeners out there trying their best, uh, Jimmy's Flowers is the way to go. Knock Valentine's Day out of the park this year. Three locations for you, 2840 North Hill Field Road. Here in Layton, 2735 Washington Boulevard in Ogden and the Bountiful location, 470 South. And, of course, as we were just talking about, jimmysflowers.com. That's jimmysflowers.com. Nate, we appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank Our, you so much. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. David James joins us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. on to the big show presented by big o tires stop by your locally owned big o tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires big o tires the team you trust this is 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone Live from Jimmy's Flowers here in Layton, 2840 North Hillfield Road, where you can log on, jimmysflowers.com, get Valentine's Day taken care of. They also have locations in Ogden and Bountiful as well. My, these chocolates, there's something else, Gordo. Yeah, I can tell. What was uh, your, did you have more than one? I had a couple. Yeah, I had a dark chocolate there during the break, which was, was tasty. Um, the uh, the white chocolate uh, cherry cheesecake uh, chocolate was was really something else. If you're a yeah, cheesecake I... fan, that was that was pretty good. <sighs> All right, well, you know, let's I'm let's glad get you out. Enjoyed to, it. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, a, a romantic in his own right. Uh, you hear him uh, every single morning with Patrick Kinnan. Of course, you catch him on uh, Talking Sports and KUTV two. He's our friend David James. What's up, DJ? I love talking sports with you. What's more romantic than that? Yeah, oh, but do you, nice. you have Valentine's Day squared away, DJ? You good? Of course not. It's Wednesday. Are you kidding me? It's <laughs> <laughs> a long way to go, dude. Wednesday? So you think along about Saturday night, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll have it, I'll have it wrapped up Saturday by high noon. I mean, I'm not going to leave it to the last second. Please. Not a well, rookie. just to... Just a warning, DJ. Remember, Valentine's Day is on Sunday this year. So if you do put it off to Sunday morning, you could be in real trouble. Real trouble. Real trouble. That's when Valentine's Day is uh, suddenly celebrated as a maverick. So be careful. Can you give us a little hint as to what you're thinking of? Absolutely not, Gordon. That is highly highly classified information. It's shared on a need-to-know basis, and you, my man, don't need to know. I think we can all, though, safely assume that Mrs. Snigeldorf is not listening. Uh, 
that's a that's fact, right? <laughs> yeah, that's no, but come on. <laughs> if if Jake or PK is, then I'm doomed. So there's no True. chance I'm talking about that's this on the radio, guys. <laughs> uh, DJ, let's talk jazz here for a minute. The the number one question I get, I'm sure you got you get. I think you talked about it even on your show this morning. Is is it okay to believe that this team is a contender? What are your thoughts? Is it okay to talk about the Jazz as a contender? My thought is, how could you possibly not talk about the Jazz as a contender? If you have the best record in the NBA a third of the way through the season, then you are a contender. doesn't mean you'll get it done. I think it's been four years since the team with the best record in the regular season won the NBA championship. It is obviously not a slam dunk, but you are certainly in the mix. And also, this is an odd year. You know, the number of teams that are playing – 600 or 650 ball that are 50 win teams essentially in a full 82 game season went in at that clip uh, is way down. You know, there's, there's a big chunk of the league that is either somewhere between two games above and two games below 500. Uh, you could look it up. You probably have the standings in front of you there, Jake, but I'll bet you a third of the league is there. And, and none of us expect a champion to come out of that group. Um, a team would have to, you know, make a midseason acquisition and go on a tear and all that. <clears throat> and that just seems wildly unlikely. I think the Lakers are the favorite. They've got LeBron, and he can coach in the regular season. He's won the championship without the best record. That's what he did last year, and he can do it again this year. So <clears throat> they're the favorite until they're beaten. But the, the Jazz, the Clippers, and the best in the East, which right now looks like Philly, maybe Milwaukee, but whoever comes out of the East, those are the teams with a chance to win the title. And Rarely in the NBA do you need to go down to team five, six, or seven to find the champion. Uh, that's just not how it works. So, DJ, of everything you're observing with the Jazz, what spawns the most, uh, I don't want to say optimism because you're not a fan, but what, what makes you believe that this team could do something that it hasn't done for 20 years? Uh, the consistency. Just the consistency game in and game out. And the fact that when they are inconsistent, which is rare, then they just seem to evolve and win a game another way. They shoot. The, I think the number one thing is they shoot the ball very well. And they have a lot of different guys who shoot it well. So on any given night, if one or two guys are on, there's still four of the guys who can make a three-pointer or make a, more importantly, make a bunch of three-pointers. You know, And if, if a guy goes for 20 on this team, I mean, you're not, you didn't open up by asking, Joe Ingles had 24. Can you believe that? No, we can all believe it. We've seen it before. But we know Joe doesn't really look to shoot first. He looks to pass. So he's not going to have these 20-point games. We all know he's capable of it. But with Conley out of the lineup and they need another go-to score, and he had some good looks. So he got, to, he got to 20. But Clarkson can do it. Mitchell can do it. Bogdanovich can do it. It's not out of the realm for Rudy to do it. He didn't do it last night. I think he finished with 18. So he didn't get to 20. But when you got that many different guys who can go for 20 on any given night, the league, they've changed the rules. The league is very offensive-minded, and the Jazz are right there at the forefront of that. When you're number one in, in three-pointers taken and number two in three-point field goal percentage, that's not a fluke because you were number one in three-point field goal percentage last year. You know, so I think there's that. And on the days they don't shoot it well, they didn't shoot it great against Boston. They were below their season average by about three points. But they did other stuff and won. And against Indiana, same deal. I mean, they defended against Indiana, held them to 95 points, just crushed them on the backboards. So they find a different way to win. So I think that's the reason why. I mean, you just they won 16 out of 17. That's why. They keep winning over and over and over. So they got to be in the mix. 
So, G- DJ, yesterday Gordon and I, were we took the next six games. We, we kind of left off the, the uh, Hornets and Lakers. So we just took the next six, uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, um, Philadelphia, and then the Clippers twice and tried to set a bar on what was realistic to expect from a record standpoint. You know, the, the level where it's, it's exceedable, and, but if they don't get there, you can kind of criticize them a little bit. Gordon and I agreed on this, actually, at 4-2. and two. We thought yep. they could go 3-4 and four at home and then split the Clippers, uh, the Clippers games. What do you think about that assessment? You where we are? Yep, exactly. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about Brilliant. this? Who's who? What do you think is the toughest matchup? You know, circumstances included uh, in that stretch of games. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I guess I'd have to know. I think the easy answer would be Clippers, but because Paul George is out with a toe, uh, if I were the Clippers, I would not worry about how many games I won or lost. I would get Paul George healthy, and so I don't know how bad his toe is. I don't know if he'll come back and it'll get stepped on twice in the same game, and he'll have a problem again. If the Clippers are at full strength, I'd probably go to the Clippers. If Paul George isn't there, I would probably go to Philly. Uh, the, the thing with Philly is the record is there. They actually have a better record than the Clippers right now. But because you play such a steady diet in the East, and because as much as I was talking about the league is mediocre, man, there is nobody at the top of the East. <laughs> it's just Four of the top six teams are in the West, but you got to look at those Eastern teams and think, are you two really that good, or are you fattening up on all the blech teams below you, you know? And that, so that's Philly and Milwaukee, you know? I, don't, I can't put Milwaukee on the top of the list because I've already seen the Jets beat them in Milwaukee. So, DJ, what do you think of the leadership that this team is having right now? Obviously, Quinn Snyder's a terrific coach. But we were talking earlier about Donovan Mitchell and the way he's grown as into that mm-hmm. role. Uh, it, it seems so obvious last night when you're watching that game that he – it wasn't just a matter of him being hot. He was taking control of the game. Uh, do you, wh- wh- where do you rank him as far as his progress this season goes, measured against the league superstars? Um. Well, I guess we'd have to define who the league superstars are. Um, and, you know, some of them are lead by example guys, and some are more traditional, outspoken leaders. You know, I think LeBron is more traditional and outspoken. Uh, maybe Kawhi Leonard is behind the scenes, but he certainly isn't in front of the scenes. You know, if you played a bite from Kawhi Leonard right now and he just generically talked about basketball, you know, if he said, Paul and I are the best two players on the team. Well, then you'd probably figure out it was Kawhi Leonard. But just from the sound of his voice, I mean, you would just hear LeBron's voice and know it, but would you know Kawhi's voice? How many of our listeners would know Kawhi's voice if they heard it? You know, that guy is not a guy who talks a lot publicly and gets out in front. So it depends on who you're comparing it to. And I suppose you got a grade on a curve. And, you know, Donovan has always been, you know, mature beyond his years. I mean, he would talk in in public as a rookie and second-year player and sound like a guy was in the prime of his career. But it is a little easier here because he's not surrounded this. You know, a lot of teams have one or two players who are, you know, (laughs) they're riding a fine line right on the edge. But he doesn't really have to contend with that here. And Rudy has always made a point about, we're going to win a championship. Our time is coming. You have to do whatever you can to win a championship. Joe Ingles doesn't care about stats and wants to pass the ball first. Mike Conley, I think, is kind of the – traditional, well-respected veteran leader. Um, you know, Quinn obviously has a strong voice in the locker room, 
So I mean, there's a lot of people willing to lead. In a lot of ways, it's like jazz scoring. You know, there's a lot of people who can lead in any given moment, just like there's a lot of people who can score in any given moment. So I think from a leadership point, that makes it a little easier. You know, you're not dealing with a um, a talented but fractured locker room like the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. I would think it would be much tougher to lead in those circumstances. I bet Carl Malone has awesome stories from his year in L.A. because things were falling apart then and. Phil's writing a book in the back of the bus. Um, there's actually a guy who went to UC Santa Barbara who's been in the league as a player and a coach for a long time, Brian Shaw. And I saw him, I don't think it was last year, I think it was two years ago. And I hadn't seen him in a couple of years when he'd come through town. And we were talking, and, I, and he was asking about living in Salt Lake for a long time and why I decided to settle and all that. And, you know, he's in the NBA, so he's had to move around a little bit. And... Um, <laughs> And then I was saying, Brian, I don't, I don't ask stuff to you. And he goes, yeah, I know, you don't. I said, but I want one thing. He looked at me funny. He says, I want you to write a book. I want you to name names. I know you've got stories. And he started laughing. He says, I think I'm going to leave that to somebody else. I don't think you're going to get that out of me. Dang it. That would have been awesome. But I don't think the Jazz have that level of drama. You know, I think the Brooklyn locker room now must be spectacular. That must be a very entertaining place. And I think James Harden left behind a – fractured and tortured locker room in Houston. You know, I think there's a lot of places that would be a lot harder to lead than in Utah because it feels like by now this core guys have been together for a while and they're all on the same page. DJ, before we let you go, you want to give us a quick preview on what's coming on tonight on Talking Sports? I am off. I do not have the first idea. No, I do. Uh, never mind. <laughs> no, it's the, college bas- it's the college basketball panel tonight. We usually do it on Wednesdays. And I actually did it. I was just popping off there. Uh, so we have Tim Drizm representing the Utes. We have Tim Lacombe representing the Cougars, although he did also work at the U. And he does break into his uh, Rick Majerus tonight uh, because we've already taped the segment. <laughs> and uh, we've got Spencer Nelson representing the Aggies. And, you know, for the Aggies and the Cougars, the question is, do you want to schedule a game or do you want 10 days off? And the answer is they don't want either. You know, I think that um, not to give everything away and, and what these two guys will have to say, but I think it's obvious that you know, they both got a shot at the NCAA tournament and you've got to protect the net rating and you got to protect your strength of schedule and how many good teams are there in the West, assuming you don't want a bunch of travel, how many good teams are there in the West that can really help you, and are those teams available to play, and do they want to? So, you know, we were trying to handicap the odds of playing a game, and it seems like they're low, but, you know, there might be a chance. And then, and then for the youths, have they finally gotten a little momentum and a little confidence? Are they ready to go on a win streak? You know, the Colorado win was a good win. The Arizona win was a good win. And they got Cal, who they should have beaten last time, and they didn't. And then they got Stanford, who they did beat last time. So is there a chance here to stop with the splitting games every week and get on a roll and have a win streak? Um, you know, so topics for tonight's show. There you yeah, go. Sounds, sounds It'll be good. on uh, KMYU 1035 and streaming at KUTV.com. You can watch it on your phone. All right, DJ. Thank you, sir. We'll be dialed in tomorrow morning as well. All right. We'll talk to you guys. Thanks. There you go, the one and only David James. Uh, of course, catch him alongside Patrick Kinahan from 6 to 10 every single morning. Not Sports Port coming up next. Stay tuned. Live from Jimmy's Flowers, it's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Line from Jimmy's Flowers. Check them out, jimmysflowers.com. 
Sports.com. Uh, we'll talk more about that coming up here momentarily. But right now it's time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Find out more LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Okay, so I got two things today. The first one is, or actually the second one, is a list of the five easiest college majors and the five toughest. Okay. Okay. And b- before I get, yes, before I get to that, let me uh, <laughs> read this story to you. Okay. Did you see the the uh, the Tom Hanks movie uh, when he was stranded on the island? Castaway? Castaway, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that how would you react to being on stranded on a uh, on an island like that out in the middle of nowhere? Well, I'd give up a long time before that uh, character did, I'll tell you that. <laughs> would you? I mean, that would be really fun, especially if you're alone. Uh, and, and I don't know how much it would help you to have company. But apparently the U.S. Coast Guard rescued three Cuban nationals from a deserted bah- Bahama island uh, where they had been living for 33 days off of coconuts. Hmm. 33 days? Okay. Wasn't the quote Tom here in that is, movie like three years or something? Yeah. No. I mean, he, he found a way. But the the, the, the uh, quote here from the uh, Coast Guard uh, officer was, it was incredible. I don't know how they did it. I was amazed they were in as good a shape as they were. Apparently, they were on a boat. They were out, I don't know, fishing or something. And a storm blew up. Blew up. And they and their boat capsized in the rough waters, and uh, they swam to the island. I mean, this is a nightmare, right? But they were they made it to the island. They swam to the island, and they stayed there for five weeks. So All right. good for them. Glad they made I it just, up. That that would be that would be frightening. Okay, here are according to this, you know, they used all kinds of you know, some formula for this but these are the uh let me go with the hardest majors first okay uh five architecture number four physics that's not shocking right number three electrical engineering number two chemical engineering and what do you think number one was um uh, let's see, uh, middle, uh, what, are, what am I thinking? Medieval literature. <laughs> no, no, it was chemistry. It was chemistry. Oh, okay. That makes this sense. Made, the sciences, science is tough. Yeah, for sure. That made me respect my dad even more because he was, uh, he was, uh, he was a, uh, a scientist and, uh, a chemist chemi- or what? chemistry was his, uh, one of his specialties. Yep. So that was of interest to me. These are the five easiest, Jake. Number five, public relations and advertising. Number four, social work. Number three, education. Number two, psychology. And what do you think number one was? Communication. No, that's. I thought it would be up there too, but no. Number one easiest major, according to this outfit, business administration. 
I don't think these people know what they're talking about. <laughs> Social work's tough, right? Of course. Well, it's all tough. And it, it's, you know, I mean, you could say that something is easy or something. You know, I think the hard ones are hard no matter how you you spin it. But I the, was a, but the, I was a communication major, and I'm just guessing here that psychology was just a tad bit tougher. <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> well, it depends on how much you apply yourself. I mean, it can be difficult no matter what somebody has on a freaking list here. Okay. But, uh, you know. There you go. I, uh, I, I agree with you. You can skate through certain majors and other majors you can't skate through. But if you're studying communications and you get into it, it can, uh, it can, be, uh, it can be difficult. I've got another list here. We're we're cut up against it, Gordo. We have okay. Up I just so. I I just have cell and molecular biology is on this list at number five. Biomedical engineering is four. Number three is aero and astronautical engineering. Number two, chemical engineering, and number one is architecture. That's I don't know. I I find that that fascinating. So any of you youngins out there who are trying to decide what to major in, keep that in mind. Yeah, lo and behold, you don't uh, get into chemical engineering just to skate by. Who knew? I hope, I don't think All so. right. Uh, we are here at Jimmy's Flowers. Check them out online, jimmysflowers.com. We're at the Leighton location, 2840 North Hillfield Road. And uh, the man himself jumps on right now. Mike is with us. And, man, those chocolates are good. I had no idea. I've had, like, Gordon, I've had three chocolates, and these things are, like, the size of a baseball. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, those are great. Down, huh? <laughs> no, I, I can see why uh, you guys sell a lot of them, Mike. Those are delicious. We do, you know, uh, but I have to say, Gordon, uh, you know, my my major, I mean, my degree is in business management, so uh, <laughs> I hope my mom's not listening. I told her it was really difficult, and uh, <laughs> if she's listening, I, I've just lost all credibility, so. Uh, Way to well, go, Gordo. Well, I'm sorry. I, you know, like I said, <laughs> just just because it's listed that way, if you really apply yourself, Mike, you, it was probably pretty hard. Well, it really wasn't that hard, to be honest. <laughs> but I will say it has helped me. You know, I, I've learned how to uh, be a little better businessman, I guess, maybe. I don't know. That's well, what my I was mom gonna, told me. I was going to say something. You must have picked up something because <laughs> it seems like you guys are pretty busy around here. Oh, I'll tell you. It's it's a crazy time of year. We, uh, I, It's hard to believe. Um, I was telling somebody asked me the other day, how many roses do you guys sell on Valentine's Day? And uh, – I, I would say we're close to 40,000. Wow. Um, it, it is just amazing. Uh, you see all these flowers come in and you think, how in the world are we ever going to sell all those and move all those? And uh, the end of the day on the 14th, you look and you go, they're gone. <laughs> you know, somebody got them. And so it is pretty crazy. And it's all the more important that you come in early because I can pretty much guarantee you we will be sold out. That's amazing. I have a, I have a question. I, I have a question about that, Mike. When you're when you have that many flowers in the pipeline, and you guys only sell the good ones, so what, do you, what do you do? Do you just have your your folks sort through them, and if they pass the test, then they they come to the shop? Well, one of the things, Gordon, about being in business so long as we have, we built up uh, some great relationships with farms in uh, Ecuador. Uh, mainly, most of our roses come out of Ecuador. That's the the number one growing. Uh, area in the world for quality roses and a few other places and um, so we have farms that we use year-round and they know that we're very particular about our quality of product and uh, so we really rarely have to even worry about getting something that doesn't meet our standards because we know who they are and they know who we are so 
it, it works great. You know, it's amazing. I hear stats like that in the thousands of roses. And, uh, and I, I mean this sincerely. There's a lot of love in this world. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, want to uh, show that. And flowers are a great way to do that. But that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. You know, there's uh, I'd like to think we're making a lot of people happy and we are. But, you know, it's it's when you give something uh, to somebody that means something to you, someone t- special to you. It's just extra special. And flowers just kind of say things that other gifts can't do. And certainly there's a lot of wonderful gifts you can give for Valentine's Day or for any other occasion. But flowers are just a little bit more personal sometimes than like uh, something in clothes or something. Not that those aren't great things as well because I, I love getting clothes for, for Christmas or whatever. But flowers are just a personal thing. And it, it really conveys a meaning to somebody that uh, other other gifts don't. So it's it's a wonderful thing that we're able to do. Mike, let me just say, uh, Jake's heard me say this oftentimes, that uh, how much I respect the product that you guys and the arrangements that you guys make. It is top quality. And and we've been, uh, you know, getting flowers from you guys for over a decade now, well over a decade, and it's always been top quality. So I have to ask you this. What is your favorite arrangement? Gosh, you know, I really don't know if I have a favorite, Gordon. People always ask me, you buy, you see all these flowers, you buy them all the time. What is your favorite flower? And I'm, I'm not sure I really have a favorite. Uh, just when I think I've got one, then uh, something else rolls in the door, and, and you see it, and you go, wow, that is unbelievable. And uh, really, a week hardly goes by that we don't see something that, that just amazes us, even though we've been doing this for a long time. And wow. uh, there's just a lot of great, great flowers out there, a lot of great products. All right, well, take advantage of it. These guys know what they're doing. They've been doing it for years, and uh, we love coming up here. Jimmy'sFlowers.com, three locations to serve you as well, 2840 North Hillfield Road in Layton, 2735 Washington Boulevard in Ogden, and the bountiful location, of course, 470 South Main Street. Mike, thank you as always. We appreciate you. Thank you. The great David Locke joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.